Haunted UK podcast Short Haunts is produced and released in stereo. Listening through an environment such as headphones or stereo speakers will ensure you get the best experience. Here at Haunted UK Podcast Towers, we're committed to giving you high-quality, great episodes, time after time after time. But this takes a lot of effort in research, writing, editing, recording, mixing, mastering and publishing. We don't have a fancy production company or a bank of scriptwriters, or a large budget to keep everything going. We are a fully independent podcast. If you'd like to help the show, then why not get over to Coffee and search for the Haunted UK Podcast, where you can subscribe to give just £3 per month, the price of a coffee, or as much as you like. If you'd rather not sign up for a monthly subscription, then you can simply make a one-off donation. Again, as little or as much as you like. This really helps the show with our website, coffee membership, merchandise, equipment, as well as other financial commitments. So, if you feel that you'd like to keep the lights burning, the wheels turning and the stories rolling, then why not consider getting over to coffee and donating to the show? That's KO hyphen fi and search for the haunted uk podcast thank you another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Votes are now open for the Listener's Choice Award at the British Podcast Awards. If you enjoy the show, we would be honoured to have your vote. You can cast your vote at www.britishpodcastawards.com. This is the Haunted UK Podcast's Short Haunts. Welcome, dear listeners, to our series of short haunts. A shot of scary, just for you. So grab a hot chocolate, maybe a tea. Maybe something stronger, because this is Haunted UK Podcast's Short Haunts. This is the third episode in our series of short haunts, The Sprinter. A story of a man so beside himself with terror during a solitary night shift that he had to abandon his work 
and get the hell out. Because, quite frankly, he wondered if hell was already inside. We'll let our listener introduce their tale. Hi there. My name is Yuko Laboskutni. I'm South African, but I spend a lot of my time nowadays in Grimsby, northeast Lincolnshire, where my partner is currently living. Hopefully very soon, I will call the UK my home after we tie the knot in the next year or so. Throughout my life, I've had some very strange experiences, and the one which stayed with me the most, perhaps, is my tale of the running man or the sprinter. Since this rather eerie encounter, I have had some small unsettling moments with the unknown. For example, about six years ago, my then-wife, our three kids and I moved into a spacious four-bedroom house. We'd been living in a flat before then, so we were all quite excited about having a garden, more rooms and more bathrooms. I was particularly happy as there was a large room away from the bedrooms, which I decided was going to be my man cave, a space where I could display my collections and practice and write music in. For about a year, things were as you would expect. Normal. Things did not stay that way, however. My son at times could be quite naughty when it came to bedtime. Unlike his sisters, who would get into bed at 8pm without any hassle and practically fall asleep five minutes later, he would often sneak out of his room to try and give us a fright, or sometimes he would quietly try to put the television on to watch more of his shows. Every night, about 30 minutes after the three of them went to bed, I would go into their rooms to check whether they were asleep and to give each one a kiss on the head. I would often find my son pinching his eyes closed, pretending to sleep. To blow his cover, I would say something silly, which would force him to grin and sometimes chuckle. We'd have some playful banter before I would tell him that he really needs to go to sleep. And then he usually would. One night, though, before I went to go and check on them, my wife and I were in our room packing clothes away and just chatting when I noticed from the corner of my eye one of the kids peeking into our room. As soon as I turned my head towards the door, they very quickly turned back into the passage and I could hear a sprint. Smiling broadly, I quickly started walking to the bedroom door expecting to see my son sneaking down the passage back towards his room. My wife asked, What are you doing? to which I remember replying, that little rascal is not asleep, putting my finger over my mouth, prompting her not to give my son a heads up, that I'm about to catch him red-handed. I entered his room, and there he was, asleep on his top bunk. Expecting him to crack up, I jokingly whispered something funny into his ear, but unlike other times, he just didn't respond. He was really actually asleep. In a deep sleep, in fact. Having been 100% certain I saw a child peeking into the room, I went into each of the girls' rooms. As usual, they were fast asleep. The moment I realized that it was definitely not any of them, I made my way back to our bedroom 
I walked in not saying a word, but as soon as my wife saw me, she started panicking, asking me, What's wrong? What's wrong? She said I was as white as a sheet, and she immediately saw the hair on my arms sticking up and knew there was something weird that had just happened. I told her I didn't want to scare her, but since it was obvious that I was a bit unnerved, I told her what I saw, explaining that the kids were definitely asleep. She went and checked on the kids too and confirmed that they were certainly in a deep sleep. She then pointed out that I surely would have seen him in the passage if it was him. The passage was quite long, and at the very least we would have heard him climbing up his bunk bed, as he would have had to be very quick about it. Around this time, I had another experience. It was in my aforementioned man cave, hobby room. When practicing music, I would video record myself, and then sit and watch it back to analyze my performance. I finished the song I was playing and immediately watched my video. At one point in the video, I noticed a light floating behind me. At first, I thought it was the light reflecting off my guitar's tuning pegs. But I couldn't recreate this, so I watched the video again. Watching closely this time, I realized that there were in fact two little round lights almost dancing around each other. They appeared out of nowhere and floated behind me before turning around and floating back into the direction they started from, before disappearing again. I still have this video, and it gives me the chills every time I decide to watch it again. However, I can't help but feel it was connected somehow. Some sprightly entity being playful, trying to get my attention. Strangely, it also reminded me of an experience I had back in 2001, back in Johannesburg, and although the experience had some similarities, it did have a different quality. Mainly, that it was completely and utterly terrifying. So here goes. As I said, it was 2001. I just finished high school and got offered a job working at a tyre repair factory the big tyres they use on mining machines. As a broke teenager with nothing better to do, I decided I would take up the offer so I could start saving for my driver's licence and then for a car. Because I had no transport of my own, I relied on one of my colleagues in the office for a lift to and from work. Regular office hours which I loved while the rest of the factory guys rotated on a day and night shift rotor. These guys would tell me about the man who runs through the factory during the nights. Now, although I was a firm believer in the paranormal, I was young and just brushed it off. A few months passed without me having to work a night shift, but then I got my chance. One Friday afternoon, while I was getting ready to leave, my boss came to me and said he really needed me to stay behind to finish a job for a new contract the company signed up for that week. None of the other guys were able to, so as a youngster who wanted to impress the boss, I agreed. Knowing that I didn't have transport of my own, he offered to come in the next morning first thing to take me home and promised me he will make sure I get a day off in the coming weeks. After everyone else had left the premises, I locked myself in the factory. 
The area was definitely not safe by any means, as factories and offices in the area got broken into quite regularly. So I made very sure that I was secure, and no one could get in. I started working, enjoying the quietness and the calm that I was not used to, and better still, no boss to look over my shoulder. The factory was full of stacked tyres, with a path between these stacks for the forklift to get from one end to the other end of this big factory. A few hours went by, but at around 11pm, while standing next to a row of tyres, with the forklift path right on the other side, I suddenly heard someone taking off in what sounded like a sprint. Each step sounded heavy and echoed loudly through the quiet factory. My legs literally became jelly in a split second and gave in, causing me to fall to the floor. This person started running right on the other side of the row of tyres I was standing next to and continued running. I felt like it was coming for me, to be honest. And then it continued past me to what sounded like the very far end of the factory, a good 55 yards, where the footsteps just stopped abruptly. Still sitting on the cold floor with mountains of tyres around me obscuring my sight, I stayed quiet, trying to hear where this person might be now. No footsteps, no sounds, nothing. I stayed like that for about five minutes before I decided that I needed to get up to investigate. Grabbing a tyre iron and mustering up every bit of courage I could, I made my way down to the forklift path slowly, checking around every corner and possible hiding spot on my way to the other end of the factory. When I finally reached the other side, I realised that I was definitely alone. This realisation made the hair on my arms, legs and the back of my neck stand up immediately. The factory phone was also on this side of the building, so I decided to phone my boss. He answered after a few rings and asked right away if something was wrong. I only told him to come and get me right away. I am sure he could tell that something was not right and told me he would come as soon as possible. After we hung up, I pulled a chair into the corner where I nervously and quietly sat and looked down the narrow forklift path, expecting my boss not to be longer than 30 minutes. Two hours later, he finally arrived, knocking on the factory door which made me jump out of my chair. In the car on the way home, we sat silently for a while until he suddenly asked me, What happened tonight? I answered, have you ever heard the night shift guys mention someone sprinting through the factory at night? He stayed quiet for a few seconds before saying, So it's true then. And that is the end of our short haunt. Thank you for listening. Please let us know your thoughts or any similar experiences. For example, have you ever heard footsteps, a sprint, when there's no one around? Or have you ever had a supernatural experience at work? The lights flickering on a night shift, for example. A strange sense of unease on a flight of stairs. A door that creaks on its hinges whenever you're alone. And it gives you this feeling, this 
unsettling feeling and you wonder if it's just you. As you sit staring into the abyss of your monitor. Or maybe, just maybe, there is something strange there after all. If that's the case, then be prepared. Because the next subject of a short haunt could be you. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. But do you have an interesting story which features the paranormal? If so, your story could be featured in our new series, Short Haunts. Please get in touch via email at hauntedukpodcast at hotmail.com or Twitter at hauntedukpod or on Instagram at hauntedukpodcast. We're waiting for your stories. This episode was presented by Steve, produced by Blue Step Audio, and the script was edited by Marie Waller Proofreading. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. <laughs>